Blog Talk Radio. years 
And we are at the time now where the 2,000 years is almost up. It's almost done. The time has come where the next great event, the next great event, the next unique event that's going to happen on this planet is the rapture of the church, the rapture of the body of Christ, the rapture of every born-again believer, washed, sanctified believer that have put their trust, put their hope, put their joy, put their love in loving and accepting the Lord Jesus Christ. The only ones that are going to be raptured up are those that have been, what, washed in the blood of the Lamb, those that have repented of their sins, turned from their wicked ways, and looking forward for the return of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And he is coming back. He's got to come back. The world cannot go on too much longer like this any longer. It is in bad shape. I mean, humanity is in a mess. It's in the top of a mess. People have a form of godliness, but no power. People are talking about they know Jesus Christ, but living like the devil. We got people that are talking about they are called to preach and they ain't preaching nothing because if you if you ain't preaching, say Jesus in Him crucified and that He can sanctify your soul, then you ain't preaching nothing. If you preaching money, prosperity, if you preaching all that stuff, that's not going to bring salvation. That's not going to bring nothing but misery because some things that people don't need, they want it, and God said you don't need it. You need what? You need salvation. You need to know who Jesus Christ is. And the Bible gives us plainly explanation. Jesus Christ is God Almighty, all by himself, self-existent one. He is the beginning and he is the end. He's the Alpha and Omega. In other words, God Almighty is self-existence. Nobody made him. Nobody created him. He always was. He always will be. He will never change. He is the almighty God all by himself. And that means he don't need me. Woo, Lord, have mercy. God don't need me. But I tell you one thing, I need God. I need God in my life. And the only way that God can live in you is through his son, Jesus Christ. Because Christ opened up that fountain that was filled with blood that flows from Emmanuel's vein. And if the sinner fall beneath the flow, he'll lose all his guilty stain. Yes, indeed, this is the time, this is the time that Jesus Christ is soon to come. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Father, we come to you right now in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord, for this opportunity that you have given us to come to you and to preach your word and to explain your word and to demonstrate your power that you have, and that is to save souls. Amen. We thank you, Lord, for your blood. We thank you, Lord, for what you've done 2,000 years ago. And we thank you, Lord, for giving us the opportunity to spread this gospel wherever we can go and let the people know time is short, the day is far spent, and the sun is going down. Go with us this afternoon. In Jesus' name, let the church say amen. 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 All right. This is Elder Bazaar coming to you from Warren, Ohio, Watchman on the Wall. In time. We're living in the end time. Everybody want to know what's wrong with the world. Well, the number one, what's wrong with the world? The world has forgotten and ignoring God Almighty, and they're ignoring his word. They're ignoring the Bible. 
They say they want they want they want to study the Bible. They want to know the Bible, but no, very few people are reading it. But very few people are bowing their heads in prayer, asking God to reveal what the words say. And what the words say is right. What the words say will never change. But we're here today to break down some of the events that's happening in the world today, and that is the return of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We know. We know by experience, we know by the word of God, this is the last generation. This is the last generation. This generation is at the rock bottom. What is a generation? A generation is 70 to 80 years. That's one generation. 70 to 80 years. I'll say that again. 70 to 80 years. When did this generation start? This generation started in 1948. I got to go back to give you some foundation on how close we are for the return of Christ. 1948 was the beginning of the last generation. A generation is 70 to 80 years. If you would take 1948 and add 75 years onto that, you will get 2023. 2023 is where we at now. 75 years, Israel, check this out now, Israel has been a nation. 75 years. This year will make the 75th year that the Jews have been back in their land, and they came back in 1948. 1948 was that year in which the Jews was restored back into Israel. Israel is the land in which the Jews were planted by God Almighty when they came up out of the land of Egypt. And when they came out of the land of Egypt, they was established in Israel. They was in Israel for about 400 years. 400 years they was in Israel. But about 606 B.C., 606 B.C., Israel became rebellious. Israel became sinful. Israel became a harlot. Israel became so wicked that God had to cause the Babylonian Empire to come down and take captivity of the Jews and take them to Babylon. You got that? Babylon. They was in Babylon for 70 years. They was in captivity. They was in captivity because they had sinned against the Almighty God. They had been rebellious against the Almighty God. They had went after idolatry. They had went after every false god that the Gentiles could bring out the woodwork. Hey, they were worshiping Baal. They were worshiping Astroth. They were worshiping Diana. They were worshiping every false god in the Bible. And there is 13 false gods in the Bible. And they were idolatry. They were Satan worshippers. They were worshiping statues. They was worshiping everything but God. 
They were worshiping money. They were worshiping sex. They were worshiping alcohol. They were worshiping drugs. They were rebellious. And God said, I'm going to bring you into the Babylonian captivity. And when he brought them into the Babylonian captivity, he kept them for 70 years, one generation, 70 years until they were released. When they were released, they came back. Some of them came back to Jerusalem to re- rebuild Jerusalem. All right. They rebuilt, rebuilt Jerusalem, and it took them 483 years for them to rebuild Jerusalem and reestablish the temple and bring in. When they had done that for 483 years, they reestablished Jerusalem and brought the Messiah in because Jesus Christ was born about 4 B.C. And when he was born about 4 B.C., he stayed up on this earth for 33 and one half years. After he had stayed here, healed the sick, raised the dead, cast out devils, baptized by John the Baptist, walked the shores of Galilee, walked over 200 miles uh, uh, all over uh, north and south of Israel. He stopped by the wayside. He stopped and healed people. He did all the things that God gave him to do. And he said, it's not I that does this, but my father that dwells in me. He said, now listen, I am I am that I am. And before Abraham was, I am. He was showing there that he was the deity of God Almighty. He was showing that he was God Almighty in the flesh. And he stayed on this earth for 33 one half years. And the main, the main job, whoo, my God, the main job that he was called to do, that he was sent here by God himself, was to do the suffering on Calvary. He came to die for the sins of the world. Every sin that man could ever do, Christ came to this earth to die for every individual on the planet. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. That was for everybody. Make no different race, creed, or color, background. Make no different your denomination. Make no different if you're rich or poor. Make no different if you black or white. It has nothing to do with color, because God is the creator and the maker of all mankind, and God has no respect to persons. He came to die for everybody. Everybody, everybody don't believe that. Everybody won't accept that. But make no difference whether you accept it or not. He comes to die for everybody. And when he died for everybody, he said it is finished. He dropped his head between the locks of his shoulder and gave up the ghost. And he said, I'll stay on the earth for 40 days to prove the infallible proof that I've been resurrected and that I got proof that I am the son of God. And he ascended back into heaven. And he told his disciples after he had told them to go back down to Jerusalem and wait for the promise of the Father, I'm going to send you some power from on high, which is the Holy Ghost. And the Holy Ghost is God in the Spirit through his Son, Jesus Christ. The Holy Ghost is Christ in you by the Spirit. 
by the blood of Jesus Christ. You see, without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. Without Christ being died, dead, died, and come back from the grave, there wouldn't be no hope for salvation. If Jesus Christ wouldn't have died and came back from the dead, who on the third day morning, every human being on the planet would die and go to hell. Check that out. If Jesus Christ wouldn't have died and came back from the grave, and that means the resurrection, if he wouldn't have came back, then every soul that ever was born from Adam all the way over until progenity is, is, is done with. In other words, till nobody could ever be born of, 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 of a woman uh, or through a man. So every man that's born, that's born in sin and shaped in iniquity, iniquity, sin. So every man born was born in sin by Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve messed up. Lord, have mercy. They messed up. They gave Satan the privilege of let Satan deceive them. And when Satan was able to deceive Eve, and then he got Adam, the whole human race was cut off from God. They were cut off from God. They missed out on the blessings because they disobeyed. So every woman, every boy, every girl that ever was born, was born with sin. Only one man is perfect. Only one man was born without sin. Only one man is capable enough of dying and coming back from the grave. Only one man, and that man is Christ Jesus. He is the only man, God-man, that was born without sin, made perfect, never made a mistake, self-existent one. He is the one that God sent. And when God sent him, he brought himself. God brought himself and what? Was born of a virgin. Was born of a virgin. Wrapped in swallowed clothes. God became man, a human being. He had to become a human being to know what it's like to be human. When he became human, he said, I have to have everything that a man has. A man has a blood system. Man has a heart. Man has a liver. He had everything that a man had. A man can be tempted. So was Jesus. A man uh, 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 have problems and situations. So did Jesus have a problem. He had a problem convincing, uh-oh, he had a problem convincing humanity that he was the son of God. All that he did, all that he said, all that he accomplished, Men still don't believe that he is the son of God. Men still don't believe today that Jesus Christ is God Almighty. Men still don't believe that he got up from the grave. Why? Because Satan knows. Uh-oh. Here come Lucifer. Slewfoot Lucifer. Barefaced liar. He knows who Jesus Christ is. He knows that he got up from the grave on his own power. He knows that he's coming back again. He knows that the world is in a mess and he's the cause of it. It's not God. God didn't make the world like this. No way. 
Satan made the world like this because of disobedience to man, and man would rather follow Satan himself than follow God. The world is in such a shape now because men have rejected the gospel of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Men have forgotten about the blood of Jesus Christ. Men have rejected the shed blood of Jesus Christ. Men have forgotten that God can do anything but fail. And when God became man, man was hard for him to believe that, but he was man. He cried. He cried. He got hungry. He got disappointed. A man of sorrows, acquainted with grief. He was whipped. He was spat upon. He could have called down 72,000 angels and came off the cross and went on back to heaven. But one thing about it, he had too much love. Woo! He had too much love for the human race. Woo! He had too much love for the black man. He had too much love for the white man. He had too much love for the Jew. He had too much love for every nationality on the first on the face of the earth. So what he did, he said, I'm willing enough to lay down my life, and I got power to pick it up again. And that's what he did. He could have came off the cross in a spit sucker, but he refused to come off the cross because he knew, my God, my God, he knew that if he'll come off the cross and go back to heaven, the whole human race would die and go to hell. And hell was not prepared for mankind. Hell was not prepared for mankind. Hell was prepared for the devil and his angels. The devil knows he's going to hell. The devil knows he can't be redeemed. The devil knows he's lost out. The devil knows that the cross is the only way that a man can come back to God. You can go to church all you want. You can sing all you want. You can preach all you want. You can do all the things that you think would be able to qualify you to go to heaven. But the was one way that you cannot go if you haven't been born again, if you haven't been washed in the blood of the Lamb, if you haven't been repented of your sins and turned from your wicked ways. And I don't care how good you are, you ain't good enough to go to heaven. The only way that you can go to heaven, you got to be born again. You got to have a changed life. You got to know who Jesus Christ is. And Jesus Christ said, if you know me, you should have known my Father. He said, if you deny me, you deny my father. He said, if you know me, because I, my father, one, I'm in the father, and the father's in me. He said, the works that I do is not I that does it, but the father that dwells in me. So what I'm trying to tell you, I'm trying to tell you this, this generation, this generation started in 1948, and after 70 A.D., 70 AD, after Jesus Christ went back to heaven, and after Jerusalem was ransacked, Jerusalem was burnt down to the ground. There was no temple. There was no, there was no trees. There was nothing. The gate had sunk down in the earth. They tell me the temple was vacant. They tell me foxes had gone inside the temple. They tell me it was a shamble because the Jews had rejected the grace of God, and God said, if you reject me, I'll reject you. And the 483 years that the Jews had built Jerusalem back up, when Christ came back and died on Calvary's cross and went back to heaven, well, 70 A.D., Jerusalem was burnt down again. And that was the second time that the temple and Jerusalem was burnt for the second time. And the Jews, listen to me, 
The Jews were scattered from 70 A.D. up on the whole face of the earth from 70 A.D. all the way over to 1948. That is exactly 2,600 years. This is time moving on. 2,600 years, the Jews were scattered to the four corners of the earth. They were scattered from Russia, China, South America, North America. It was scattered because the United States didn't come, uh, didn't, uh, wasn't uh, originated until 1776. And when 1776 came, they tell me Jews were coming over here. In 1776, in fact, the United States was found on the basis of Judeo-Christian belief. They believed that Jesus Christ was the Son of God. They believed that America was found on the Christian biblical principle, biblical principle, both morally and spiritually. It was founded on the Word of God, and it was a it started off as a Christian nation. It started off. But any longer, I wonder about America. American Christianity is flawed. People going around talking about they're Christian. As like I said, they're living like the devil. They cuss, they lie, they cheat, they backbite, they're whoremonger, adultery. They go to church, sing in the choir, go out the next night, get drunk, come into a prayer meeting, read the Bible. But that's not Christianity. That's apostasy. And the Bible says that in the last day there shall come a falling away. Falling away from what? The faith. What's the faith? The Lord Savior Jesus Christ died and rose again. Come back from the dead. That's the faith. The faith is in Jesus Christ. Not the not not the denomination. I come out of the Baptist denomination. But because I come out of the Baptist denomination, that don't mean I'm going to heaven. The Baptist didn't save me. The Presbyterian didn't save me. The Catholic didn't save me. No denomination saved me because no denomination died and came back from the grave. Oh, y'all ain't listening to me. Y'all ain't listening to me. There's only one man that died, laid down his life, and came back from the dead and visited hell, stayed in hell for three days and three nights, preached to those in prison, went to Tartus, went to Hades, and preached to those wicked spirits and told them, I got the victory. I got the keys of death and hell bucking on my side, and in three days I'm going back on top side and the claim to the world, claim to the angels, claim to the, 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 the son of man. All power is in my right hand, and that's what Jesus done. That's what Jesus done. No other man done it. In the book of Acts 4.12, Pastor Peter said, There is no other name given unto heaven whereby men can be saved than the name of who? Not Mohammed, not Buddha, not Shintoism, not Taoism, not Judaism. No, no, no. No. All this year, cattles and, and turtle doves and, and sacrifices are always done with. Because when Christ died, he died one time, once and for all. He fulfilled the substitute of somebody paying for the sins of the world, and that was Jesus Christ. Now, how in the world could you bow down to any other uh-oh, deity or any other person or any other uh, 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 so-called God 
than Jesus Christ. Because if you don't bow down to him, you bow down to idolatry. The Bible says there's one baptism, one faith, one church, one hell, huh? and one way. Only one way to heaven. Come on, y'all. Y'all better, y'all better tell me something. Somebody better say amen. Because Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior, and I know he died for me. He died for me. Not only he died for me, but he died for you. And he sanctified my soul. Sanctification is not jumping and shouting. No, it's not running all over the church. No, sanctification means that you're set apart from sin. You, you, you're crucified with Christ. Christ came into your life by his shed blood and cleansed your soul and sealed you with the Holy Spirit until the day of redemption. And he has done it, and he will keep you through all your trials and tribulations until you, until you go to the graveyard. He said, I will never, I will never, I will never leave you, nor will I forsake you. Lo, I'll be with you always until the end of the world. And he's talking to a saint there. He ain't talking to a sinner. See, in order, in order to get that kind of talk to, you got to come to Jesus Christ. You got to repent of your lies. You got to repent and say, Lord, I'm, I'm trying to fool you. You got to say, Lord, I'm playing a hypocrite. You say, Lord, I'm just playing around, trying to get by, and but, but, but I really haven't accepted you. And if you haven't accepted Jesus Christ this afternoon, you need to accept him right now. You don't have to go to church to get saved. You don't have to go to somebody uh, uh, to, to, to lay, your, lay hands on you. You can fall on your knees right now by your bedside or in your kitchen and confess Jesus Christ right now. He said if you confess with your mouth and believe with your heart that God raised Jesus Christ from the dead, the Bible says thou shalt be saved. That means you. That means anybody that come to him. And what are we talking about? We are talking about the Jews. Let's get back to the Jews. The Jews came back into the land of Israel in the year 1948. That was the beginning of the last generation. The last generation will end. Guess what? It will end. Ooh, I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you figure this out. In 1948, Israel became a nation. This year, Israel will celebrate 75 years of being a nation after they were scattered for over 2,600 years over the whole face of the earth. Where, did, in, where is it in the Bible that God says, I'm going to restore Israel before I come back? Where is it in the Bible? In the Bible of the book of Ezekiel, Ezekiel, the wheel in the middle of the wheel, the bone specialist, the one that got a vision from the valley of the dry bone. Well, Ezekiel was a bone specialist, and God took Ezekiel back in 606 B.C. by the locks of his hair and took him over the valley of the dry bone and told Ezekiel, you see these dry bones? Ezekiel said, yes, Lord. And the Lord said, can these bones live? He said, Lord, you know it, if they can live. And the Lord said, if you say they can live, and I know they can live, he said, I want you to speak and preach to these dry bones and tell them, I said, hear ye the word of the Lord. Now, what, what, what does this represent? The, 
The dry bones represent Israel scattered over the graveyards of the Gentiles. The Gentiles was Israel's graveyard. In other words, they were scattered all over the face of the earth in different nations, and they were in the graveyard. They didn't have their rights. They didn't have their temple. They couldn't pray. They couldn't even they couldn't even sing songs of Zion. Why? Because they had sinned against God. And God said, I'm gonna chastise you. I'm gonna give you a good whipping. And it's gonna take seventy years of whipping you and correcting you. So when you get ready to come out of Babylon, you'll go back into the land. But it's gonna take you twenty six hundred years to to get back into the land. And from six oh six BC to twenty to, to, to nineteen forty eight that's 2,600 years Israel was lost. They were dry. They were brittle. They were dead, spiritually dead. They had no temple. They had no place to go. They had no place to worship. And God said, now, have you learned your lesson? He said, I'm going to take Ezekiel down in the valley of the dry bone and tell Ezekiel, say, hear ye the word of the Lord, O ye dry bone, hear ye the word of the Lord. And guess what? Ezekiel preached. Ezekiel preached to the valley of the dry bones. And when he started preaching, the Bible tells me the bones begin to shake. They begin to rattle. They begin to roll. And when they start rolling and rattling and moving around, that tell me each bone begin to connect another bone. The head bone, the neck bone, the backbone, the pelvis bone, the vertebrae, the spinal cord, all those bones, the leg bone, the arm bone, the finger bone, the toe bone, the ankle bone, they begin to join back together. That represents Israel coming back in to existence after they had been scattered for 2,600 years. And in 1948, good God Almighty, in 1948, Israel came back into the land. When they came back into the land, they tell me they were looking to become a nation. They were trying to make a declaration to become a nation. And guess what? God had a plan that they became a nation in May the 14th, 1948. President Harry S. Truman came on in and told the United States UN that Jerusalem is supposed to be the city of the Jews, and I'm going to sign a declaration of independence that they become a nation. And in 1948, May the 14th, Israel became a nation for the first time, for the first time over the period of 26 Hundred years, they were scattered. And there's a song, Oh Ye Dry Bone, the ankle bone connected to the leg bone, the leg bone connected to the knee bone, the knee bone connected to the hip bone, the hip bone connected to the hip pelvis bone, pelvis bone connected to the spinal bone, spinal bone connected to the chest bone, chest bone connected to the neck bone. And it came on up, and they said, Oh, Ezekiel said, I saw these dry bones standing up, standing on their feet. But there was something missing. He said, I don't see no muscle in them. And they tell me, Ezekiel said, oh, ye sinews. In other words, muscle. They didn't have no strength. But although they didn't have no strength, Ezekiel said, oh, ye dry bones, hear ye the word of the Lord. And when these dry bones hear ye the word of the Lord, they tell me they receive muscles. 
when they receive muscle. He said, now I'm going to put some skin on you because skin will recognize who they are. And when they got the skin on them, they recognized that they became a nation in 1948. And who wrote that Declaration of Independence for Israel? It was President Harry S. Truman. Harry S. Truman wrote it down and said the Jews have a right to come back into the land. And the Lord said they will come back in the land before I come back to this earth. The Jews are going to be ready for me. They're going to be ready in another way, and another way they're not going to be ready. But when I come back, they're going to be in my land because in this land is where I'm going to deal with the Jewish people. I'm going to deal with the Jewish people on my accord. I'm not going to let the nation bother them anymore. I'm going to defend them. I'm going to protect them. But before I do that, I'm going to let them have to suffer one more time, one more time. So what happened in 1948? Israel became a nation. And the minute Israel became a nation, war broke out. The Palestinians and the Jihad and the Hamayas and all those heathen nations began to try to eliminate the, the new birth of Israel as becoming a nation. And guess what? They lost. And Israel has been fighting ever since then. And the reason why is because Satan knows. Satan knows when the Jews come back into the land that God is getting ready to use the Jews in the last days because the Jews are going to be used in the last days during the time of the tribulation period. And the tribulation period is not here yet, but it's on its way. It's closer than the skin on your body. It's closer than the blood running through your veins. It's closer than your mother and your father. It's closer than your wife and your husband. It's close. Why? Because the Jews are fully black into the land, and they are planning to do something, and they are already doing it. What are the Jews doing now that gives me a sign and gives me a warning that Jesus Christ is getting ready to come back. Well, in 1967, in 1967, they regained the Wailing Wall. I'm going to give you some Jewish history to put you where you supposed to be. I'm going to put you right smack down there in the time that the rapture is going to occur. I'm gonna, that's where I'm going to put you at. I'm going to put you right smack down where the rapture is just about to occur on this planet. In 1967, they regained the Wailing Wall. When they regained the Wailing Wall, they began to go to the Wailing Wall and pray. We know what they were praying for? They were praying for, in 1967, that they can rebuild and make and construct the third temple. That's what they were praying for. They were praying. Hey, brother, you there? Oh, you better come on. Hey. Hello? Hey, doctor. Hey, doctor. All right. Okay. You in. You in. All right. I'm gonna give, uh, give me a few more minutes, and uh, I'm going to let you come on on. All right. Okay. We're we we, we at the temple now. We're at the rebuilding of the temple that the Jews are going to rebuild a third temple. And this third temple is, guess what, is under construction now. In other words, they're trying to get the moss out of the way. They're trying to get the Dome of the Rock out of the way so they can reconstruct their temple. They got to have that temple. 
Because in that temple, the Antichrist will sit inside of it. But they can't, he cannot sit inside the temple until the temple is getting underway for construction. And the Jews came back as to be a nation in 1948. From 1948 until 2023 is 75 years. 75 years is one generation. That one generation has been fulfilled already this year. 2023 is 75 years. That's one generation. That generation, the the Bible says, that generation shall not come to an end until these things be fulfilled. All the Bible prophecies up to now has been fulfilled. There's only a few more, few more Bible prophecies that's got to be fulfilled. And that is the fulfillment of the New World Order, the fulfillment of the World Councils of Churches, and the fulfillment of the nation of Israel becoming a nation. All these have been into existence for 75 years. That's one generation. This generation ends in 2023. This year, this is the last generation. There is no other generation after this one. Oh, my God, my God. Listen to what I'm saying. So where we at now? 2023, what's going on in 2023? The Antichrist, the Antichrist is alive today. This Antichrist is called the man of sin, the son of perdition, the wicked one. He is called the most horrific, diabolical devil that will ever live. He will be the incarnation of Satan himself. He will become the beast. Beast of the book of Revelation, 13th chapter. He would become a monster. You talk about monsters, you ain't seen nothing yet. I tell you what you can do. You can take every dictator that ever lived. You can take every, every uh, 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 evil man that can ever think of, such as Adolf Hitler. You can take all those men and put them together. They still will not equal to this man that's coming on the scene after a while. And this man is coming on a peace platform. He's coming on a platform of a false peace because the world today is looking for somebody to bring peace to the world. They're, 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 putting, in, they're putting in everybody. They're trying, to get, they're trying to vote in everybody. Uh, the United States is having problems with a president. Other countries having problems with getting a leader. And everybody wants a new leader. Everybody wants somebody that's superhuman. Everybody wants somebody that can do things for them that will benefit them. But nobody wants Jesus Christ. You know why? Because he didn't come to have a power over people. He come to seek and save. And the world today is looking for a superhuman being. And the devil say, I got somebody for you. I got somebody for you. And when he come on the scene, he's coming on a white horse. In other words, he's coming on a peace platform. And he's going to speak real nice. He's going to speak real kind. He's going to speak real unique. He's going to speak with men. going to say, oh, this is so wonderful. This is what we've been looking for. And since we are looking for him, the Jews are going to say, yes, we are going to go with him. How is this Antichrist is going to be accepted by the Jews? 
This Antichrist will be accepted by the Jews because the Jews is looking for the Messiah when their Messiah is already in heaven. He done died and rose and came back again, and they rejected him just the way Jesus Christ spoke about it. He said, if I come in my Father's name, y'all won't receive me. But if somebody else come in their own name, y'all will receive me. And the Antichrist is going to come in his own name, and the Jews are going to say, yes, this is what we've been looking for. And guess what? The Antichrist is a lie. I can tell you what country he's coming out of. And if you don't believe it, check your YouTube. He's coming out of Spain. Spain is the country in which he's coming out of. How do you know that, preacher? I know that because Daniel told me. I know that because Daniel was an inspired prophet. And I know that because Daniel spoke of ten horns. And these ten horns represent NATO. NATO. NATO is on the verge today. NATO is getting ready to go in battle with Russia. Russia hates NATO. NATO is for the United States. The United States is for NATO. They're going to link up together and bring in the New World Order. They already got it on the dollar bill. They already wrote it on the dollar bill, the One World Order. They don't vote. The, 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 the uh, Illuminatis and the New World Order and the Luciferians all are plotting in to bring the new world order in. The Pope is bringing the new world order in. The one world church is working on it right now. And this one world church, the last church age that you find in the Bible, is found in the book of Revelation called Laodicea. And that's the lukewarm. That's the hypocrisy church. That's the church that have a form of godliness, but they ain't got no power. They ain't got no love. They got the form of Christianity, but they don't know the real Jesus because Jesus said, I'm standing on the outside of the church knocking to get in. And I ain't talking about the church door. I'm talking about the church door of your heart. And there's a lot of people that's in church, but they haven't opened up their door to Jesus Christ. They got that form of godliness. And this Laodicea church is considered as being lukewarm. You're neither hot or cold. Jesus said, I'll speak you out of my mouth. I'll vomit you up because you're making me sick. You got this thing going around that you can lie, cheat, backbite, whoremonger. You can do all these wicked deeds, and you can go around talking about um this and um that. And you got false preachers talking about everything but the birth, death, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. You got people doing everything but what God has told them to do. And God said, I'm going to spew you out of my mouth because you make me sick. You ain't hot, you ain't cold. And then you call yourself rich. You call yourself all this. He said, but you're wretched, you're poor, you're naked, and you got all these attributes that don't even match up with the Holy Ghost. Because when the Holy Ghost comes in, it will sanctify your soul from the top of your head to the bottom of your feet. And so this year, New World Order, there's three things that's going to take place after a while. The New World Order, the rebuilding of the temple, and Israel becoming a nation. Israel is ready now. They're getting ready to build this temple. If you keep your eyes on Jerusalem, you will find out that the nations around Jerusalem, the nations around Jerusalem are shooting missiles in the Gaza Strip. They're they're shooting these missiles to try to eliminate the Jewish people. They can't do it. God is letting it take a little bit of lead, but they can't destroy the Jew. You destroy the Jew, you're eliminating Christ. If you eliminate Christ, you're eliminating your salvation. Good God Almighty. And if you if Amen. you eliminate the Bible, 
you ain't got nothing to read. You ain't got nothing to study. You ain't got nothing to give you a guideway and a guideline. So the Jews is very important to God. They're not important to the Gentile nation. Some, most of the Gentile nations don't like the Jews. The reason they don't like the Jews because the devil knows the Jews have the way to salvation because salvation belongs to the Jews. He came to his own, and his own received him not. But as many received him, he gave them power to become the sons of God. And God, God said, since y'all, don't re- since y'all rejected me, i tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to cut you off. I'm going to cut you Amen. off, and I'm going to grab the Gentiles in. I'm going to grab those heathens in. I'm going to let them heathens know me. I'm going to stir up some jealousy among the Jews because the Jews wouldn't accept it. Thank God. Thank God for the Jews because since they didn't want them, God said, i got something that's not of this soul. Them I also must bring. And he picked up Bazaar back there in, in 52, 53. They picked up Bazaar, and I got on board, and I've been riding that gospel train. Amen. I've been telling people everywhere I go, the gospel train, Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God. Jesus Christ is Come the on, one doctor. that started that engine off. What you talking about? He went on top of Calvary's mountain, and he got that engine, got them moving. Guess what? He bowed his head and dropped his head, and they beat him. They spat on him. They called him everything but the Son of God. But he kept the steam, kept on going. He said, Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they're doing. He asked them for a drink of water. They gave him vinegar and wine. He told his mother, Mother, behold our son. Son, behold our mother. He told the thief, from this day you shall be on paradise. Good God Almighty. Do you know what I'm talking about? He got that engine still running, and I'm still on it. And I'm going to let you know right now, you need to get ready because Jesus Christ is getting ready to do something, and there ain't going to be no picnic. And I'm going to give it over to the brothers in about five minutes, but I'm going to come back with this after he gets through. Amen. And we're going to round this thing off for you because, number one, Amen. since the Jews hey, are brother, back in the land, since the Jews are back in the land, guess what God is doing now? He's, he's setting the table. He's setting the table for the Antichrist. And guess what? The Antichrist cannot appear. He cannot appear until. Get, get this now. Get a grip of this. He cannot appear and be revealed to the world until the rapture. The rapture has to come in order for the Antichrist to appear because the church and the Antichrist cannot be here at the same time. It's going to take the Jews and the Antichrist going to meet the Jewish people face to face, and the Jews are going to believe that he is that true Christ when he's going to be the false Christ because the Jews are going to, what? He's going to sign a covenant, a seven-year covenant. And if you would take 2023, listen to me now, 2023 and add seven years on to 23, you got 2030. 2030. 2030 is the end, the end of the system of satanic powers controlling the humanity for 6,000 years because God says, I'm going to judge the world and I'm going to judge it through the Jewish people. I'm going to let the Jews be judged and through that, the Gentiles are going to be judged. And when the Gentiles are going to be judged, they're going to be judged through what? Good God Almighty. This is what I'm saying. The church won't be here. So who is going to preach the gospel of the kingdom when the church is gone? Who is going to preach it? Because preachers are not preaching it today. God said, I got 144,000 
in the seventh chapter of Revelation. 144,000 is going to come up, and when they come up, they're going to preach from Judah. They're going to preach from Simeon, all the 12 tribes, 12,000 from each tribe. 12 times 12 equals 144,000. How long are they going to preach, preacher? They're going to preach for three and one half years. But they can't preach until the body of Christ has been removed. And guess what? I'm not going to heaven because I'm a Baptist. I'm not going to heaven because I'm black. I'm not going to heaven because I'm poor. I'm not going to heaven because I'm rich. I'm not going to heaven because I think I'm something. I'm not going to heaven on none of that stuff. I'm going to heaven on the grace of God and the atonement that Jesus Christ made on Calvary's cross. He paid for my sins, and I gave him my debt. I said, Lord, you take my sin. Now, you do whatever you want to. Get rid of it for me, because I don't want sin to dwell in me. And sin cannot dwell in me as long as the Holy Ghost is in me, and it's going to stay in me, because I've been sealed with the Holy Spirit until the day of redemption. My friends, take note. Everything that the Bible says is coming to an end. And the last, next thing that's going to shock the world is the rapture. And, brother, walk on with it. Tell me something. Amen, doctor. Amen. All Amen. right, bro. I was trying to tell you. Amen. I was trying to tell you go a, bit, a little bit longer. I was dealing with uh, – I'm trying to take care of something. But I'll go for a little bit. Amen. Okay. Amen. It's a blessing. All right. It's a blessing to be here. Amen. But I want to know that I've been on listening to you for the whole hour. Amen. Okay, God is good. All right. Amen. But I want to be here to support you. Amen. I've been trying to take care of some stuff, and, and I'm dealing with a family member right now. Amen. Okay. But God is okay. good. Amen. God is good. Amen. Um, preach this morning at church. Amen. How much God loves us as the saints and the, and the children of God. Amen. It's important that we spread the good news that Christ is returning there is nothing for us to be ashamed of. There's nothing for us to be afraid of as the church. Amen. He's coming back to get a church. Amen. Yes, and you want to yes, be sir. you want to be included in that number. Amen. You don't want to miss out on what's about to happen. Amen. Well, you do yes, want to miss this. You want to miss hell. And you want to miss the lake of fire. Amen. You don't want to miss those things. Amen. That's what you yeah, want to miss, but you don't want to miss heaven. Because <laughs> when Christ comes back to get to church, yes, sir. that's it. That's, that's it. it. It's too late. Amen. If you don't catch this glory-bound train, amen, while you can, yeah, amen. you are going to miss out. Lord, have mercy. Have amen. Mercy. Amen. Amen. We don't want nobody to miss the kingdom. Romans, the 10th chapter, verses 9 and 10, teaches you about the plan of salvation and how you can become saved. Amen. The things that's about to hit this planet, all the weaponry that we didn't know about and that Come we on. don't know about will be showcased in that seven-year tribulation. They've been yes, hiding te- uh, technology that's more advanced than what we have. Amen. I all remember right. some years ago we talked about how the military – has the, the the possibility of making things appear invisible. That's tanks, that's soldiers, amen. They got robotic soldiers. We've seen that Russia just uh, introduced, the brother talked about it yesterday, how Russia has introduced the thermobaric missile. Come on. It's a missile that explodes 
And when it explodes, it sucks the oxygen, amen, out of your body and out of the atmosphere. So all you people who have bought bunkers, guess what? You cannot escape, amen, this missile. Come on. And and there's more, I'm sure there's more technology, more things that they have that we are unaware of. You can't run from what's coming. People got all these bunkers. They got all this stuff. They got missiles that once it sucks the oxygen, you got to be able to breathe. So if you're in a bunker down on the ground, unless you got some underground oxygen, still ain't going to matter because once that thing hits and it sucks up all the oxygen, amen. Ukraine has, uh, has, has, has verified that Russia is using this technology, which was originally created by the United States government, and Russia back in the 1960s. And, yes. and now they are using this type of warfare. They're using it. And it doesn't yes. affect your body much on the outside, but it's messing up the inside of your body. When it sucks up all the oxygen out of your body, yes. you will die. Yes. Even, and then they say even after, even if you survived the initial impact, 48 hours later, you'll be dead. Dead. I'm telling you right now, the only way that you're going to escape this evil that's coming to this planet is by God, is by salvation. That is the only way that you're going to escape what is coming to this world. Amen. 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 There is no other way. I don't care what type of ticket you have. I don't care about them because if you don't get it from man, you're definitely going to get it from God. So yeah. when the, uh, the fields happen, the water's going to turn to blood. Amen. Scarcity of food. Come on. Not to mention the demons from hell. All so right how now. will you escape what's coming? You not. There's too no. many different things that's going to happen. I'm sure there's things that have not been announced. There's so much that the Bible is is. Is not, has not been revealed to man. Not even John. John couldn't reveal some of the things that's going to happen. There's Come so on, many preacher. things that's going to happen. Then the great tribulation. And the point that I'm making is, why would you want to be here? For what? You think you're going to be partying and having fun and all that? No. It's going to be pain on top of pain. Daniel said it, and Christ said it. There yeah. will be no other time like it in his existence. No other time like it. It's going to be the worst time to be on this planet. And you can Come reject on, God all you want. I guarantee you, you're going to regret it. You can laugh at God all you want. You're going to regret it. Golf at what we're saying and call us crazy. You will regret it. What is yeah. coming to this planet is going to be catastrophic. In Come the on. billions, in the billions, in seven years, Picture this. A billion people dying in seven years is catastrophic. That's yes, a lot is. of people. That's catastrophic. If a billion people was to die in the next seven years, that means that's going to definitely touch you. A good number of your family members will die if a billion people was to disappear off this Come planet. on, preacher. You, amen. You, you, that's more than a nation. A billion people. Amen. Yeah. America doesn't even have a billion people. So yeah. imagine if, if, let's say, if half the world population 
was to be gone by the time of the end of the tribulation. And I, and I, this is just me speaking. Okay, I'm saying this. Not the Bible, not nobody else. I'm just saying what I believe. I believe that more than the half of the world population will be wiped out, will be gone by the end of the Great Tribulation. That's Lord, just my remember. belief. That's just my belief. I believe that. That is yeah. a lot of people. So you talking about in the tens of millions of people dying, not even just monthly. We're talking about in a matter of weeks. Tens of millions. What are they going to do with all those bodies? How are they going to bury all those bodies? There's Lord, a lot Lord. of bodies. There's a lot of dead people. Yes, There's it not going to yes, be able to bury them. All they're going to do is just get a bulldozer, just like they did during the time of Hitler. Yeah. They're going to get a bulldozer and just bulldoze those bodies. That's all you can do. Yeah. You can't do anything more with that. You can't bury all those people. You think about all the people. I remember when um when they, that happened over in Rwanda where they said over a million people was murdered in a span of 90 days. That is catastrophic. That is near most impossible. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. A million people in 90 days. That's the type of stuff that we're going to see during the Great Tribulation. Come on, preacher. High numbers, great numbers, great catastrophe on the face of this planet. People dying in great numbers. That's what's going to happen during the Great Tribulation. That's what's coming to this planet. Millions and not just millions of people, tens of millions of people will die during the Great Tribulation. Lord amen, number. amen. Go ahead, brother. Go ahead, and take it right, away. Brother, I'm brother, brother, brother. You put you you put you putting a shock in my socks. Um, I'm telling you, it's it's true. It don't sound good, but it, it it didn't sound good in the days of Noah when Noah had, had to deal with a uh, same generation that we're dealing with now. They laughed at him, and punched him, and called him old fogey. You old gray headed. You know what? Take that, take that little old skimpy boat and take your animals and put it on there. We don't even be bothered with you. And guess what? When the Lord God Almighty shut the door and sealed it with the Holy Spirit and cracked and cracked the earth open, that water would come up out of the earth and water would come down with earth and it rained. Oh, didn't it rain? It rained on a Monday, a Tuesday, and a Wednesday, and a Thursday, and a Friday, and a Saturday, and it rained. And the next weather report was rain the next day. It rained, son. It rained, daughter. It rained until they wrote a song. Oh, didn't it rain? Oh, my Lord. Well, this time it ain't going to be rain. It's going to be fire. Oh, fire comes from heaven. Fire. God says, I'm tired. God said, I loved you so much. I don't love you so much. I gave you my only begotten son. I gave you my all that I had. I can't get no other son. Only one son. There's only one God. I came down to earth through 42 generations, suffered and died on Calvary's cross to die for your rotten self. Oh, I'm not excluding myself. I used to be rotten. Hey, a sinner is a rotten person. A sinner is lost. A sinner is undone. A sinner is wicked. Oh, my God, a sinner is wicked not because of what he do, but because he rejected what? He rejected the only ark of this present generation, and it's not going to be no boat this time. It's going to take the blood of Christ. It's going to take the blood of Christ. That's the only thing that I can escape, the wrath of God, Amen. his shed blood. 
If you reject the blood of Jesus Christ, such as the Illuminati's are doing and the Luciferians are doing and all the secret societies are doing and all the masonry's doing, all these guys are rejecting the Jesus Christ, calling themselves to be Christian. And they are not Christian. They are liars. They are liars because they deny that Jesus Christ is God Almighty. They deny that he went down in the grave and got up on the third day morning. So all that you hear today on your TV and radio is witchcraft, voodoo, hoodoo, shoo-doo. All those dudes, guess what? They'll do you right on into hell because without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sin. Come on, y'all. Oh, Listen to me when I'm telling I'm just telling you just like it is. Oh, do I love you out there. I don't know if you want to listen anymore or not because it's terrifying what's getting ready to happen. You talk about night fright. The revelation is night fright for the sinner man, but it's a glory victory for the saints of God. Ooh, because one thing about it, when the trump sound, the dead in Christ is going to rise, and we that remain alive going to take flight. And we can say, I fly away some glad morning. Oh, y'all don't hear me out there. I know some people uh, are not into politics no more. I'm not into it neither. But I tell you one thing, a lot of people want to cut up Trump. They want to tell Trump. But let me tell you, I got a revelation on that because Trump is the last. Trump. There ain't no more Trumps after this one. And God is trying to tell the generation, you better listen to Trump. Why? Because he says something that the Bible spoke to uh, 2,600 years ago. And that was the 38th and 39th chapter of Ezekiel. Ezekiel said, Gog and Amagog, Meshach and Tubal is going to come down from the northern parts and it's going to ignite Amen. World War Three because World War Three is on its way. It's in the making right now because they tell me the nations of the world is trying to get rid of God's chosen apples. And his chosen apple of his eye is the Israelites, is the, is the Jews. And the Jews are trying to get the temple built. And they're going to get it built. And they're trying to get the red heifers to offer sacrifices and offer. They're trying to bring back Judaism. But Judaism is done away with. And it's by done away with Jesus Christ. Said, I, I ripped the veil temporarily from top to bottom when I got up from the grave. And when I got up from the grave, oh, power. All power, all power in heaven and earth is in my hand. Let me tell you something. Come on, brothers and sisters. Come on, get it right. Come on, don't don't play with me. Don't play with God. God is real. Jesus Christ getting ready to come. And guess what? Guess what? The European common market, amen, and 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 the, uh, uh, Israel and the World Council of Churches, man, these churches are getting together. All these movie stars are joining the World Church. You know why they're joining the World Church? Because the World Church does not require salvation. Uh-oh. They don't require salvation. The world church say you can do the world church say you can do anything you want to. Just go to the preacher and say dabba dabba do you and you can go right on back out there. Oh the world church said, Man, you can pros- you can you can be a gay, you can be a fade, you can be a a, a a backbiter, you can be a liar, you can be a cheat, you can be a whore, just come on in and just bow your head and say, Do the what, do the what, go back and do it again. There ain't no required salvation. The Satan don't want salvation. Satan wants you to worship him. And that's what the world is doing. The world is worshiping Satan. They're worshiping on TV. They're worshiping on American Idol. They're worshiping on programs. They're worshiping on superheroes. People say, oh, I just love to see that, 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 that guy fly through the air. That reminds me of power, and that's what the world do. That's what the world wants. That's right. There's no power greater than the power of the blood of Jesus Christ because the blood of Jesus Christ can change your life. It can change you until the world will know about it. It can change you until heaven will rejoice. It'll change 
need you until you can say, I once was lost, but now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see. And then you can holler out, amazing grace. How sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see. You don't hear that no more. Why? Because there's no changes. And guess what God has saved it? He's saving people out of prisons. He's saving people out of, out, of, out of whorehouses. He's saving people on the street corner because the church ain't been out there working in the fields. They ain't been going out there telling folks, Jesus Christ is the Lord. I'm not, hey, I don't care what you got on. As long as you got some clothes on, come on in the church and hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. If you don't like it, you can walk out. Woo! He said, whosoever will, let him come. I don't care if you got a, a bad eye. I don't care if you got a bad tongue. I don't care what you done done. Jesus Christ said, I forgive you all your sins and sanctify your soul that you can jump up and down and tell the world, Jesus is the answer, and not Mohammed, not Farrakhan, not T.D. Jakes, none of these crackpots. To go around talking about, I need a plane, I need money, I need this, and I need my women, I need, uh-uh. Don't you follow nothing like that. Follow Jesus. Jesus Christ is one that says, take up my cross daily. He didn't say take up so-and-so's cross because they ain't got no cross. The only one that got a cross is Jesus, and the only way you can get it to accept him. That's the only way you can get it. You can put a cross around your neck, your ankle, your your your, your wrist, or whatever. Just because you're carrying a cross yeah. around your neck, I want to know you're carrying them in your heart. Do you have them? That's right. That's right. <laughs> if you don't have them in your heart, you're going to die. And according to the Bible, you're going to hell. You ain't going to hell because whatever. you're bad. You ain't going to hell because you're good. You're going to hell because you rejected. You rejected Come on, the ultimate plan. You rejected the ultimate plan. Of salvation. How shall we escape? How shall mm-hmm. we escape the bombs Come that's going to fly? How can we escape the trumpets that's going to blow? How can we escape the seven thunders that's going to clap in the book of Revelation? How can we accept the, the seven seals that's going to be opened after a while when the white horse gets to ride it, when the antis get to ride it? How we are going to escape the red horse, which is Russia, getting ready to make an attack upon Israel. And they're going to attack Israel, but God said, I'm going to stop you. I'm going to stop you. You can't touch my people. These people is the one that brought the Bible to an existence through me. This is the one that brought the Savior into the world. This is the one, the only nation that I delivered out of Egypt to go over to the land of Canaan, and I've been with them. It's not that I ain't been with them, but they ain't been with me, and so now I'm going to bring them back into the land, and it's going to take me Amen. one generation. Amen. And they, guess what? The Jews are in the land, 75 years, one generation. They're here. What are they waiting for? They waiting for King Felipe out of Spain, the Antichrist. That's him. That's the tenth. That's the eleventh horn spoken by Daniel the prophet. That's the one that Daniel said had eyes and a great mouth that spoke great things against the Most High. This is the only country that came out of the European common market. That's right. This that's is right. the country that's the brother. Listen to me, brother of of Jacob, because. The Spanish people arrived from Esau. Esau was Jacob's brother. And Esau, whoo, was a hearty, heady, rebellious person. He was a, a vitreous. He was a conqueror. And he said, I'm going to get Jacob. I'm going to kill Jacob because he took my birthright, and I'm going to kill him because his, his mother 
my mother uh, uh, conspired to take my inheritance, and he got that. And now I'm getting ready to kill him. And as, as Esau was chasing Jacob, Jacob tried to get away, and Esau caught him. And when Esau caught him, the Lord changed the whole thing. Woo! Jacob said, Lord, I know my brother's after me. I know I've done wrong. I know I've been deceitful. I know I've been crooked. But let me tell you, you got to do something. And so old Jacob wrestled with the Lord God Almighty all night long, all night long. He got a hold of the Lord God, and the Lord said, let me go, Jacob. Jacob said, I ain't letting you go for nothing. Uh-uh, you ain't gonna, I ain't going to let you go until you bless me. You got to bless me. And they wrestled all night. The head locked, the full nelson, the scissors, and everything was wrestling all over the ground. Woo! Until the Lord said, I got to hit this boy in the hollow of his thigh. And he hit him in the hollow of his thigh, and he said, I'm no longer going to call you Jacob. I'm going to call you Israel because you have become a prince. And about the next day, Esau was chasing them down, which were, which were, 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 that's where the Spaniards come from, come from Esau. And Spain is the descendants of Esau. And they tell me, oh, Jacob was running, and Esau said, hey, wait a minute. I got 400 men, and you only got 70. And they turned on each other, and they looked at each other, and tears began to come down their cheeks, and they hugged each other. And Jacob forgave them, and Esau forgave him. And he said, no longer are we enemies. But that same spirit is amongst the Spaniards. The Spaniards know that they should have had the blessing. They should have been the descendants of Christ. But they didn't because of what Esau done. And now, good God Almighty, listen to this. In the, in the 31st chapter, the 30th chapter of the 7th verse, I think it's in Jeremiah. But you check, you check that 30th verse. It says there's a time coming that's going to be called Jacob's Trouble. Jacob's trouble. And that Jacob's trouble is an illustration of the Old Testament, the same nation, the same people that persecuted Jacob in the Old Testament. He's going to gather all other nations to turn against the Jewish people. And God said, I am going to deliver you. And God is going to deliver Israel in the latter part of the Great Tribulation. The Great Tribulation will be the most awful time ever up on the planet. It's going to get so bad, people are going to be going into cannibalism. You hear what I said? Lord Hammers, it, that's it, right. It, Come on, doctor. It was, it was done back in the Old Testament when Israel became so corrupt, they began to eat their own babies. Mm. They began to boil them. They began to mm. cook them. And it got so bad that they didn't have no water. And Elijah prayed that it wouldn't rain for three and one half years, and it didn't rain. Well, Elijah, good God Almighty, this is what I'm trying to say. In the latter part of the tribulation, Elijah is coming back to this earth, and Moses is going to come back to this earth. And they're going to bring plagues up on the earth, up on the wicked. Amen. And Elijah said, I'm going to pray that it won't rain for three and one half years, and it's not going to rain in the latter three and one half years. And Moses brought plagues up on Egypt, blood, frogs, flies, and it got so dark that you could pick up darkness in your hand, and it's going to get so dark, spiritual darkness, that they tell me the people, uh-oh, the people of the earth is going to visualize this on our new components of technology, 
Man have got so much good good technology using for the gospel, but most of the day people are using it for crooks and everything else. But they tell me the whole world, the whole world, listen to what I'm saying. It's going to be listened to and heard from Jerusalem because the news is going to come straight out of Jerusalem because Jerusalem is going to come the focal point of Christ's return. NBC, ABC, TNN, all those news broadcasters are going to fly. You hear what I said? They're going to fly over there to Jerusalem, and they're going to broadcast exactly what Moses is going to do and what Elijah is going to do. And by them doing it, guess what? The world is going to witness the gospel all the way to the end of the tribulation period. And the tribulation period is for what? It's for Israel. And Israel is going to be a great, great, great asset to saving souls. In fact, in the book of Revelation, in the seventh chapter, John saw a number after the 144,000 priests, the three and one half years, John saw a number. And he asked the question, where did these come from and who are they? And he said, don't you know who they are? He said, no, because the church is gone. The church is in heaven. The church is observing us on, on, in heaven, and they're seeing what's going on on earth because the church is going to visualize everything going here on earth during the tribulation period. And you're going to see how you affected souls of men while you were here on earth and how you live, you're going to see a reflection of how you live. If you didn't witness, if you didn't pray, if you didn't minister to people, and you just got saved, and you just say, well, I just go to church, go to church, go to church, and you really didn't reach out to people, you really didn't Amen. encourage nobody, you're going to see your own works be manifested when you're in heaven. Oh, right. since, you, since you can't work your way to heaven, your works is not for salvation. Your works is for reward. Amen. Salvation comes by faith through Jesus Christ. So you can't work your way to heaven. Forget it. If you can work your way to heaven, you don't fail already. Because what you do when you get sick, what you do if you die quick, come on. Jesus Christ gave you grace. And that grace says uh, you don't deserve salvation, but if you want it, you come on and get it. And the world say, I don't want it. I don't need it. I've been baptized, I'm a Baptist, I'm a Presbyterian, I'm a holiness, I'm a Pentecostal. Oh, that sounds good, but it's going to take more than that before you can be caught up in the rapture. It's going to take the blood of Christ, and that's what the world is ignoring. When you're ignoring that crucifixion, you're ignoring your salvation. Because let me tell you, and I told the brother, and he knows what, I, he knows what I'm saying, if you go to hell... Buddy, it ain't going to be nobody's fault but yours. It ain't going to be my fault. It ain't going to be God's fault. It ain't going to be nobody's fault but yours because hell is too hot for you to even think about it. If you want to go somewhere, go to Timbuktu, go to Atlanta, Georgia, jump in the alligator pit, go in the snake pit, go there. But don't go to hell. You go to hell, you're there forever. You go to hell, you're going to have what? Five things that you can pack your suitcase with because that is five things you can take with you. Your eyesight, your your mouth, your nose, your eyes, and your ears, and your memory. Don't go except Christ today. 
You don't have to go through no long ritual. You don't have to tie yourself in a knot and faint and float through the air. You don't have to do that. Jesus Christ said, come to me, and I'll set you free. I'll make you what you need to be. But that's, that, that, that sounds easy. Now, uh, it, it is easy if you want it. You see, if you want God, you can get it. But if you half-hearted and you shucking and jiving and you motivating and calculating the situation, you ain't going to get nothing. You ain't going to get nothing but some, some old false doctor that the devil going to draw up and make it sound good, but it'll damn your soul. All that you see today, all the killing, all the murdering, all the rape, all the baby killing, all the porno, all the child pornography and child prostitute, all the children that's missing, all this is going on today. Amen. Come on, Dr. The devil knows he ain't got nothing but a short time, and he's trying to rampage everything. That's why you can't get no mar- a good marriage today, because the devil says, if I can get you to get married and, 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 and do what you want to do and get a divorce, you don't mess up your family. You ain't got no family. Why? Because you're not going by God's rules and regulations. Why? You're going by what the devil says, what you want. The world is in a mess because when it's in a mess, such a mess, and whenever you see two girls walking down the road, smooching on each other, kissing on each other, I don't want that. No, that ain't good. When you see two men holding each other on TV set and lip-jawing each other, uh, that ain't no good. That, that's rotten. That's low down. That's dirty. That's filthy. God made man, and he made one man. He made the woman for the man, and the man is supposed to marry the woman and have children to help repopulate God's kingdom and raise some children, but they don't lost the identity of that. The government is messed up. Some parts of the church is messed up. And the religious world is totally messed up. It's messed up because people are not listening to the word of God and not reading the word of God. So what I'm saying, don't go to hell. Please don't. This is Brother Bazaar, and I do know this. I think, Brother, what you call been carrying this gospel for 25, 24 years. I've been preaching for 57 years. And and, and, and Satan and hell and all this, they say, that old bazaar, there's that, that old, uh, old uh, Jackson. They go, they sound like a broken record because they're going over the same thing over and over again. But I'll tell you the old devil, Amen. I said, devil, look, I got something for you, devil. I'd rather hear a broken record than no record at all. And you ain't got no record. The only record you got is damnation. And that's where you're going. You're going to hell. So get your shovel. Get your pitchfork if you got one. Amen. And all those that follow Satan, all those that follow Satan, I don't want you to go. But if you go, I will be to blame. Don't, Don't be a fool and think that we got a long time. We don't. We Amen. got this one. Get a hold of this. Seven feast days, seven, 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 God's favorite number, God's number of completeness, God's number that will last forever, seven, 70 years, 70, uh, uh, seven, seven days in a week. There are seven feast days has to be fulfilled before Christ comes back to the earth. The first one, I go over, Passover, unleavened bread, first the resurrection. Pentecost, that's coming up in June. After Pentecost, we got the last three. What are the last three? The last three is Feast of the Trumpets. Next one, 
Feast of Yom Kippur. Next one. Feast of Tabernacle. Feast of Trumpet represents rapture. That's what it represents. Trumpet. Feast of Yom Kippur. The Day of Atonement. That's when Christ comes back to the earth and sets his foot on top of Mount of Olives. After the Feast of Yom Kippur comes Feast of Tabernacle. That's with the construction of the millennium reign of Jesus Christ. That's when Christ comes back to the earth, sets his foot on top of Mount Olives. He judges the nation. After he judges the nation, he enters into the 1,000 years of the millennium reign of Jesus Christ. Amen. Satan Amen. is put in the bottomless pit. After the, after the tribulation period, Satan is put in the bottomless pit, and all his demons, all his cohorts, all his wicked spirits will have to plunge into the bottomless pit and stay there for 1,000 years in agony. Oh, insert, by the way, the Euphrates River is drying up. Prepare right. for the battle of Armageddon. President, no, it was General MacArthur said, if we don't find a different way, a new way, a better way to settle our difference in fighting the battle, guess what? Armageddon lies at our front door. And that was right. said 78 years ago. And yet and still, people look at the Bible and read about Armageddon and try to bypass it. They don't make movies out of it. But yet and still, it ain't no movie. It's reality. Jesus Christ is going to split the sky. When he split the sky, That's right. he's going to split it wide open. Just like you take a watermelon and cut right down the middle of it. Come on now. And open up that watermelon and see all that red Good stuff with Jesus Christ is going to deliver this world. He's going to deliver everybody that knows him from this sin thing, and he's going to eliminate all sinners that rejected him and deliver every saint that believe on his name and have accepted him in their heart by the blood of Jesus Christ. And he's going to enter into the millennium reign. And as he entered into the millennium reign, we're going to reign on this earth for 1,000 years, we are going to have peace in the valley. We are going to, oh, my God, we're going to walk with the lion and the giraffe. We're going to, we're going, we're going to say howdy, howdy, never goodbye. Won't no more crying, no more dying. The only time that you can die, you will die in a, long, a, 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 a longevity. In other words, because he's going to bring back the age limit, and that's 1,000 years. So you'll live 1,000 years. And your old age will dissipate. You won't you won't be getting old and gray and both back and feet bad and head bad and headaches and uh, millennium rain. Christ will rule the earth and the water and the, and the spirit of God will cover the earth like the water covered the sea. Woo! You talking about a good time? You talking about what the devil got to offer me? Nothing. Nothing. A little old pretty girl? No. A little drug? No. Alcohol? No. A new car? No. Prestige and high esteem? Pat yourself on the back, movie star, and get you a, 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 a piece of metal to hold in your hand and say, look why I achieved. If it ain't done for Christ, it won't count. And the world today is doing everything for the devil and trying to give Jesus Christ the credit for getting it. No, Jesus didn't tell you, uh-uh. He's telling you to repent. And what? Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. Now listen to this. 
after the millennium reign is over, after Jesus Christ rules and reigns, because he's going to prove to the human race. He's going to prove to every angel, every seraphim and cherry bill. He's going to prove to them that there's one sin that you can't blame on the devil. You can't blame what on the devil? You can't blame unbelief on the devil. Because the devil believes and trembles. He trembles at the name of Jesus like jello in a bowl. If you know how to handle Jesus, yes, the only thing you got to say, in the name of Jesus, rebuke you, say, and Satan got to go. But that ain't say he going to come back. That's why you got to use his name every day. All right. After the millennium reign is over, Satan will be loose one more time. And the people that were born during the millennium reign, they will have access to Jesus Christ for a thousand years. They will witness his nail prints, his feet prints. They will, uh, uh, they will be able to see every scar that he got, every scar that he got on the cross. You will be able to examine that. You will be able to talk to Christ. You will be able to rule and reign with Christ. And those that accepted Jesus Christ during the millennium reign will go into eternity. And those that reject the millennium reign of Jesus Christ will go into everlasting destruction. Satan will be loose, and he will get up another army to try to destroy Jerusalem. And God is going to rain fire and brimstone out of heaven, out of heaven, and destroy all the wicked. And then, and then, here is where the end of the world will end. It will end after the millennium reign of Jesus Christ. In the book of Revelation, you will read it. If you read it good, read it like this. It reads like, and I saw the great white throne, and he that sit on him. The earth fled away, and all the wicked dead that ever lived from Adam and I believe Adam and Eve got saved. I believe Seth got saved. And all the linkage down to Noah, I think I believe that linkage got saved. But the, the, the seed of Cain were wicked. He said all the wicked were pulled up from the grave, whether they were in the sea, whether they were wherever they were. They came up and they stood before the great white throne. And as they stood, books were opened. Another book was open. Another book was open. And all these books that's going to be open in heaven, it's going to be all the works that the wicked done their lifetime. All the partying, all the sex acts, all the money they made, all the big talk they talk, all the big walk they walk, all the bragging and all this, all man, they, you know, when people don't know what's going on, they, they, they talk any kind of way. But at this great white throne, Good God Almighty, Adolf Hitler will be there. All the dictators will be there. All the fake and phony preachers will be there. Good God Almighty, I mean, they'll be, it'll be packed. God is the way that leads it in destruction, and many go in there at. It will be packed until the universe will be full of wicked people getting ready to be judged. And they look for their name in the book of life, and their name was not in the book of life, and the, all the names that were not written in the book of life, they all, A-L-L, all the pretty women, the handsome men, all the, 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 the crazy teenagers, 
all the think they know everything, all the rebellious parents, all the, the wicked marriages that people do marry and have sex and marry and have sex until they get old and gray. And then by the time you get old and gray, you can't move around, you can't have no energy. Uh. You, 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 you hardly repent. When you get so old, your, your heart gets hard from sin. Sin a heart your heart that you don't want to repent. You don't have no care for the repent. But they tell me, and all those was actually picked up and cast into the lake of fire. I don't see where in the Bible says all those would run and jump off the cliff. Angels would actually Mm. pick them up and cast them into the lake of Gehenna. That's right. Gehenna is where the fire is. And it's burning red hot. It's hot, brother. Please don't go. Please don't go. Please don't go. Whatever you do, don't go. Super Don't let nobody fool you. Come to Jesus Christ. He loves right. you. He don't care what Amen. you done done. He don't care how low you been and how disgusted you been and how suicidal you been. How many drugs you done took. How many how many times you done uh, uh, got a woman pregnant and got your sex goodies and everything. Mm. He don't care. He wants you to come to him. And Amen. That's right. That's, That's what right. he died for. He died for that. And his death caused him his his really what he really looked like. They disfigured him so bad that you wouldn't even mm. recognize him. They put him to like a piece of hamburger. His flesh was hanging like 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 a piece of meat hanging off of off of a vine. They looked at him and they said, "Oh my God, I can't believe that we did that." Yeah, you did it. I was there. My sins, your sins. Cause him to be like that. And guess what he said? Father, forgive them. They don't they know what know. they do. Amen. I forgive them, Father, because what God wanted to do, he wanted to come in and destroy. And the, and the son said, no, look what I did for them. I died for them. Don't, don't do it yet. But there's a day coming when an angel is going to put one foot on the land and one on the sea. And hold a book in his hand, and he's gonna swear the time is now shall be no longer. Why don't you come on on? Why don't you try Jesus for yourself? Don't let nobody else try him and tell you how he is. Try him for yourself. And I guarantee you, ninety days. If you get saved today, I guarantee ninety days you will never want to turn back. Never want to turn back into a poison degradation world, a world that's a cesspool of nothing but disaster. Disaster, because that's what the devil is. He's a disaster warmongrel. And the world is trying, the word of God is trying to tell you, look out, because World War Three is on the verge. The Euphrates River, hardly any boats can float in it anymore. And the nations of the world is pointing at Jerusalem. We got to get rid of these Jews because they're the one that's causing all this trouble. No, it ain't the Jews. It's your sins. And Jesus Christ said, I don't pay the price for. And that, like I said, there's a TV show that comes on and says, come on down. Now I'm telling you right now, you need to come on down. Come on down to what? Come on down at the foot of the cross. <laughs> And bow your sin-sick head 
and call on the name of Jesus Christ and say, Lord, I'm a sinner, and smoke yourself on the breast. Save my soul. Save my soul. Hell is too hot and too long. There's no intermission. There's no coffee break, no donuts. There's no beer. There's no Jack Daniels. There's no ice cubes. There's nothing but gnashing and gashing and gnashing and gashing of teeth. It's a mess. You talking about a junkyard? Hell is God's junkyard, and he don't want to put his creation in the junkyard. Come to him. He loves you. I know he loves you. If he loved me, I know God loves you. I know that. Because I, I wasn't no angel, and I wasn't born as an angel. And I'm still not an angel, but I'm saved. I'm not perfect, but I'm sanctified. Christ set me free, and I'm free to preach God's word. And I'm free to tell you I love each and every one out there that's listening to this this year end time ministry. And I've been on for for 2006 until today. And that's about, ooh, that's about 30-some years I've been on the air. But God has blessed me to get on the air and tell somebody about this Christ. And let me tell you, you will never be sorry if you accept him. Apostle Paul said, confess with your mouth and believe with your heart that the Lord Jesus Christ was raised from the dead by the power of God the Father. And guess what? He said, if you confess and you admit and repent, I'll save you once and for all. In other words, Satan cannot unsave you. Satan cannot steal your salvation. Satan cannot damn your soul. Why? Because the blood of Jesus Christ rules your heart. And now you are a new creature. That old nature. You still have the old nature, but you got another nature, divine nature, to overcome that carnal nature. And you got the victory. Brother, why don't you come on in and wrap this up? Amen. Amen, brother. All glory be to the most high. Awesome word. Amen. Amen. Awesome word. Once again, amen. We don't want no one to be lost. Amen. That's right. Receive salvation. This is the chance, man. This is the best time to be alive as the saint. To me, because we have the opportunity to receive salvation. We have the opportunity to see Christ and be raptured up. I believe that's going to happen very, very soon. Yes, Another great time in history to be alive was when Christ was actually on the earth. The disciples that got to actually walk with Christ, that was like one of the best times to be on earth, amen, to actually be with him, amen, amen. 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 Now, now one of the challenges was that, amen, that that they had to um, to endure, like the mother said, see him get uh, sacrificed. That, that, that was a horrible thing to witness, amen, but it had to be done for your sins and my sins so that we may be saved, so that we may have salvation, so that we may have eternal life. Amen. Man, I, I, can't, I can't stress enough how beautiful it is to have eternal life. 
Amen. That's the greatest thing to have because you want to know why. You're going to live for all eternity and not ever grow old. Amen. Woo-hoo. We're going to get the reign with Christ for a thousand years. One thousand years, we're going to be back on this earth. I'm 50 years old, and I'll tell you right now, I'll take a thousand over 50 anytime. <laughs> a thousand Amen. over 50 anytime. Amen. I mean, you can't compare yeah. 50 years to a thousand years. A thousand years, that's unfathomable. Amen. I can't, <laughs> I still can't rest yeah. in my mind, amen, how much of a blessing that is to be here for a thousand years compared to 50. Yes, sir. And so, amen. Amen. And so, it's a blessing to be a saint, to be a child of God. I highly encourage you. Like the brother said, try it. Just try it. I guarantee you won't regret it. We guarantee you, you won't guarantee, regret being saved. There is nothing like salvation. Amen. Nothing. Your sins are forgiven. Amen. He cast our sins into the sea of forgetfulness to remember our sins no more. We won't ever have to, to, to worry about the, the mistakes that we've made. The brother said, I'm not perfect. I wasn't born perfect. I wasn't born an angel. I was born in sin, but I have a Savior. And because I have a Savior, I have salvation is what I have. I have salvation. I have a Savior, a relationship with Christ. I don't have a religion. Amen. I don't have that. Amen, Amen. brother. We have a Savior. And it is a blessing. Amen. I can't say it enough. I'll say it a thousand times over. It is a blessing to be a child of the Most High God. Amen. The benefits that you're going to reap and receive, not just aside from your rewards, but you're going to get to enjoy these rewards for all eternity. See, all the things that people are striving for, beauty, you, they're trying to do all the stuff on earth, and you can't do that in sin. See, Satan has lied to these people. These people think just because they got millions of dollars in the bank, they can make themselves look 10 and 20 years younger, but you're still going to die. And you when you die. die because you have rejected Christ and you sold your soul, hell and those demons are waiting on you. All oh, them demons are definitely waiting. They can't wait to see you. Amen. Them demons can't wait to see you. You have sold your soul to the devil, and now they are waiting to see you. Amen. And it's not going to be a pretty sight what's going to happen. Amen. So we are praying Ooh. for those that are lost. Amen. That they receive salvation. Once again, before it is too late, receive salvation. Why would anybody want to die and perish for all eternity? Why? Come on, preacher. Amen. Amen. Why would you want to perish for all eternity when you can live and enjoy Christ for all eternity? Amen. That's the blessed thing. Receive salvation. Amen. Salvation is free. He paid the price for it. You don't have to do anything for it. You can't work your way into heaven. Amen. It is impossible. (laughs) It's impossible. You cannot work your way into heaven. Amen. No. You can't you can't pay for your sin. But no. he's already done it for the propitiation of sin, the recompense. Christ has already paid the price. The reparations for sin. He's already done. He said, yeah. I got your ticket right now. All you gotta do is accept it. Man, what better way to, to look at it? You mean to tell me if I don't have a ticket to get into heaven? All I gotta do is come to you, Christ, and accept you. Believe that 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 God raised you from the dead, and that you are now in heaven. Romans the tenth chapter, verses nine and ten. Yeah, if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that thou shalt be saved, that's all I gotta do. 
Man, that's simple. I'll take that any day, all day. Any day and all day. All right. <laughs> over, the, over the lake of fire. Over this Woo. and hell. I'll take salvation any day and every day. Give it to me. I'll want it. I'll want salvation. Sweet honey in the rock. Amen. That's what I want. Amen. Be part of the be part of the king's kingdom. Amen. It's Amen. Crazy. Amen. Why why go out any other way? The devil has lied to you. Look at all the people who sold their souls. All the young souls. All these young people just selling their souls to the devil. And next thing you know, they're they're dead. They're gone. Amen. That's it. That's right. They're, they're gone. gone. They've sold their soul. They'll they'll never get another chance. Amen. Another chance to come back and, and, and to try to make it right. There uh-huh. is no second chance. This mm-hmm. is your chance right now. Amen. This Amen. is your chance. Lord have mercy. Accept your chance right now. Right now. Accept your chance right now and receive heaven. It is for you. It is for us. God has has made the way for us. <laughs> All you have to do is accept Christ. As your Lord, right. Lord have mercy. Who wouldn't want that? I know I want it. I'm so I glad. And you know what, brother? I thought about this today at church when I was preaching. Today is the 16th. On yesterday, April 15th, marked 23 years of my salvation. Hey, All right. Good, good. years. Don't you know that good. some people don't even live to be 23 years old? Come hey, on, man, now. Some people don't even live to be 23 years old. No, they but don't. But it is a blessing. It is a blessing. Amen. 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 It's a blessing to receive salvation. And salvation. guess what? I'm going to get to reign with him for all, all eternity. eternity. All eternity. I'm going to get to be with Christ. Reign with him. Amen. God is good. Amen. Amen. Good. God is good. good. Ain't he good? Hey, yes, he is. Yes, he is. You better know he is, brother. God is good. Amen. And I wouldn't want nothing. I wouldn't have it any other way. Amen. I wouldn't have it any other way. Amen. I wouldn't have it any other way. Thank God for salvation. Amen. Thank him for his grace and his mercy. Thank him for his son. Thank him for his 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 his, his ultimate sacrifice. Amen. Like the brother said, they beat him so bad he was so unrecognizable. Amen. Yeah. What a blessing. What a blessing. Amen. What a blessing. Amen. Amen. I'm so Amen. grateful to be uh, Amen. a child of God. Amen. 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 I am so 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 grateful for this opportunity to speak the gospel, to speak the word of God. And to Amen. so many lives. Amen. To, Impact so many lives, and that's what we want to do. We, and the devil tries so hard, brother, to stop us. He's he's come against us so many different ways. Oh yeah, to try oh, to yeah. stop us and to prevent us from preaching the word, from preaching the gospel. He's yes, tried so Lord. many different ways to to, to to deceive the world, and, and he has not. He don't have the victory. It's over. Uh-uh. It's done. He does not have the victory. It's over. We got the oh, it's done. It's cooked goose. It's done. It's done. They are going to die. They're going to perish for all eternity. They're going to burn and suffer for all, all eternity. eternity. Lord have mercy. Uh uh uh. I tell you right now, brother, I would not want to be part of that truth 
No, no, no. Amen. Amen. I, I would not want to be part of that. The folks no, that know me, and and they're gonna be, uh, they're gonna burn for all eternity. All eternity. Just all for eternity. One, for no rebellion end. against God. Amen. Amen. No for end. rebellion against God. Yeah. Lord have mercy. Amen. Brother, it's a blessing to be here. Let me go ahead right. and uh I'll wind it down for you. Turn it back over to you. Amen. I'm just okay. gonna give you uh Romans. I wanna I wanna I wanna let people know about about the victory. Go ahead. Amen. Do well, Romans. Give them the victory. Amen. Amen. We'll be back on again because we'll next Saturday and next Sunday. Amen. Right now I wanna take you to Romans. I wanna tell them right. a few scriptures for you. Go so ahead, let go you ahead. Know how, how, how secure how, how this is security. Amen. In fact, if I go a little further, Brother Pop, if you don't mind, I want to go a little further. Well, I want to give you a few you scriptures. Got, you got 10 minutes. Amen. On what I preach today, I just want to share some things with you. Amen. I think go this ahead, is man. worthy to be shared to the saints. Amen. If I can get the Bible, the pages to turn. <laughs> Amen. Get my Bible to act right. There it is. Amen. Isaiah, the 54th chapter. Amen. Isaiah, the 54th chapter. Amen. It says, uh, verse 6, it says, For the Lord hath called thee as a woman forsaken and grieved in spirit, and a wife of you when thou was refused, said God, said thy God. That scripture, amen, if you go to Isaiah, the 62nd chapter, verse 4, and read what it says, Uh I'm going to read it real quick to you, Isaiah 62 and 4, it says, Thou shalt no more be turned forsaken. See, that's us. When we were once in our sins and dead in our sins, we were turned forsaken. Amen? Uh Amen. Amen. Neither shall thy land any more be turned desolate. Amen. That was us. But now watch what it says. But thou shalt be called Hephzibah, and thy land Beulah, for the Lord delighted in thee, and thy land shall be married. So the scripture interpreted what it said at the latter part when it says, for the Lord delighted in thee. That's what uh, Hephzibah means. Hephzibah means that God delighted in us, the church. When you yes. got faith. God was delighted. See, 23 years ago, on April 15, 2000, I gave my soul to God. God was delighted. Heaven was delighted. God was happy. Amen. God has given his life. He's been redeemed. My son died for his sin. He accepted Christ. He is now accepted to the king. He is a king's kid. He's a child of the kingdom. Amen. He is a part of the kingdom of heaven. He will reign and live for all eternity. Amen. God was delighted. And then it says, um, and thy land shall be married. In other words, my land is not desert. In other words, we are married to Christ for all eternity. Meaning that you're going to receive all the benefits that God has, not just eternal life, eternal life, but the rewards for your works. Mm-hmm. After you were saved, you got, you're going to be rewarded for your works. Amen? So I want right. to share that with you. And in sharing that with you, if you go to Romans, go back over to Romans. Mm-hmm. I have to share that verse with you because I want to make a point. Romans, right. let me go there real quick. Romans, the I think it's the third of the third chapter, I believe. Let's go to Romans, the third chapter. I want to show you something because I want you to know 
That the only way, only way to salvation is through Christ. The only way that you're going to escape death is through Christ. The only way that you're going to escape um, hell is through Christ. The only way you're going to escape the great tribulation is through Christ. The only way you're going to escape the lake of fire is through Christ. I want to show That's you right. this. This is the only way of salvation. Romans, the third only chapter, way. verse 20. Amen. Amen. You better believe it. Amen. Romans, the third chapter, verse 21. But now the righteousness of God without the law is manifested. In other words, it's made known now. Amen. Mm-hmm. The righteousness without the law. Amen. Being witnessed by the law and the prophets. Amen. Amen. Even the righteousness of Yahweh, which is by faith. See, righteousness is not by works. It's by faith. Confess yes. with your mouth. Believe in your heart. The Bible says, thou shalt be saved. Amen. Amen. Just, uh, amen. It said, even the righteousness of God, which is by faith of, Yesh- of Yeshua, Christ, unto all and upon all them that believe. For mm. there is no difference. You've got to believe. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. Yeah. It don't say without works. It's impossible to please God. The Bible will not say that. It said without faith. It is impossible to please God. Amen. Yes. Amen. Yes, Verse yes. 20 says, for all, not some, not few, uh-uh. not half, not no. almost all. It says, for all have sinned. Amen. <laughs> and come, come short of the glory of God. Amen. I want you to know that this is not just talking about, about Tim when Tim was in the world before April 15, 2000. That's not what it's talking about. It's talking about even in my salvation. I have fallen short, and I have sinned, and I have fallen short, amen, of the glory of God. But watch this, what it says in verse 24. It says, being justified freely. See, I'm freely justified. Why am I freely justified? Why do I have liberty? Why am I free? Because I didn't have to pay the price, amen? Christ paid the price, amen, for my sins. How did he pay the price? By his grace. Through the redemption, amen, the brother said he had to go through it. He said, God, if there was another way that I could do it, please let it be done. If there Come was on. a way that I could, I, I, can, I can pass this cup, if there was Come another on. way, God, let it be done. But if it be your will, Lord, have mercy. Even Christ himself, God himself didn't want to do it. But he said, I had to because I love you so much. I tell people all the time, people say, what is God? God is love. You know how they always talk about pure energy? God is pure love. Amen. He loved us so much. Amen. St. John, the third chapter, verse 15, he says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. That's what I'm going to tell you what the scriptures say. I didn't make this up. Amen. I'm not that good. Amen. I'm not that good. (laughs) Amen. Amen. Romans, the third chapter, verse 25. Watch what it says. Whom Yahweh has set forth to be a propitiation through faith in his blood to declare his righteousness for the remission of sins that are passed through the forbearance of Yahweh. The reason why I say it's passed is because pretty soon when the trumpets blow, it's going to be in the past. Come on. When, when the church come back with Christ, it's going to be in the past. 
Yeah. When the thousand, the thousand year millennial reign comes, it's going to be in the past. Yes, sir. When the great white throne doesn't happen, it's going to be in the past. When yeah. we serve in all eternity, Revelation chapters 20, uh, uh, 21 and 22, when he's talking about the saints being redeemed forevermore, we're in a new heaven and a new earth. All these things are going to be in the past. All my sins, all my unrighteousness is going to be part of my past. This is what he's talking about. Amen? Because it says the remission of sins that are past through the mm-hmm. forbearance of Yahweh. All of this can mm-hmm. be forbearing through God. He was the only one that, that could make this rule, this law, and say, you know what? I'm going to justify man through the sacrifice of my son. And he said, because of the justification, that means he the recompense, the reparations yes, for my sin. Christ is yes, going to pay for my Ooh. sin. With his my, blood, my, my. does he declare his righteousness. Lord, have mercy. Oh, Amen. No. I got a few more minutes. I'm going to turn it back over to the brother. Go it ahead, says, brother. verse 26 says, to declare, I say at this time his righteousness, that he might be just and the justified. Woo! Of him which believeth in Yeshua. What is boasting then? Well, I love the way Paul writes. Paul said, Well, what word boasting? Who can say, Oh, I'm such a righteous saint? I live so righteous. My, look at my works. Yeah, look at your works. They stink. That's <laughs> Come what they on, do. They smell bad. Look at your works. They stink. They smell horrible. That's what your works do. Paul said, where is boasting then? You're not going to stick out your chest to God and say, look at me. God said, I wish I wish you would. You'd be in the electric Amen. It says, where is boasting then? It is excluded, Paul says. By what law? Of works? No. says, nay, no, not by works. You ain't saved by what you do. Amen. I remember this preacher he used to come on the radio station back in Dallas, and he was an older gentleman. And he said, he said, yeah, if you are do Christian, then you, then you smell like doo-doo. That's what he used to say. He said, you're huh. do Christian, meaning that you live by your works. You smell. You stink. That's the yeah. worst type of person that you could be. That's what the Bible talks about. That's why it says, and I spew you out. That's what it's talking about over in Revelation. Uh-huh. Amen. That's what it's talking about. Revelation, the third chapter. Amen. I want to go there real, real quick. Amen. I know time is... Drawing near, but I got to say this real quick. Revelation 3rd chapter. Let me show y'all. Because this is what the doo-doo Christians, the folks who stink. Amen. This was Revelation, the 3rd chapter, verse 15. It says, I know thy works, and that thou neither cold nor hot, but I would thou was cold or hot. Verse 16 says, so then, because thou art lukewarm. See, that's the doo-doo Christians. They, they lukewarm. They ain't really saved. They, just, right. they go by the words. They act like they all that they think they must. It says, so then because thou art lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. You said it. That's you what said it. Talking about. Those people who live by were, oh, look at me. But then when you see them at the store, they can't speak. They don't want to show no love. They so holy, but they but they got no love. They so cold on the inside. They lukewarm, really, because they come to church. That's why they lukewarm. They ain't out in the world. They're in the church perpetrating. Amen. The brother said earlier, they're the Laodicean church. They perpetrate. Acting like they're of God. Amen. Back, back, back to, uh, 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 but verse 1 said, but by the law of faith, 
Therefore, we conclude that a man is justified by faith without the deeds of the law. There you Come have on. It. Brothers and sisters, you only saved by grace, by the Come faith on. in Christ, Yeshua. That's the amen by Jesus. That's, that's the only way you can be saved. Not by what you do, but by what you believe. It's that simple. Come to Christ today. Come join us so when the trumpet sounds, you'll be raptured.